Here we go. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. Truly I laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. <laughs> is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this is this is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Sorry I'm a little late getting started with this interview, but my phone died. It ran out of charge. Mm, And so I was away from home and I had to get home and then I had to plug it in. But guess what the lady at the Apple store told me a couple of weeks ago? She said, "Um, how often do you turn off your phone? And I said, oh, it just runs out of charge about once a week. And she said, oh, you should never let it run out of charge. You should always manually turn it off and then turn it back on once a week, but never run out of charge. And I'm like, oh, well, that just kind of happens. And she said, imagine it like this. When you turn it off yourself, you're tucking it into bed and reading it a bedtime story so that it can rest. But if it dies by itself, it's like your phone goes face down into a dirty puddle in Taiwan. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm, I'm trying so hard to get home and get my phone plugged in so I can talk to you. And it dies and I go, oh, face down passed out in taiwan that's so sad and so of all the places you know those apple geniuses they're always like dispersing the knowledge yeah the genius bar i wish there was a bar i could go and find a genius (laughs) that would be pretty handy quite the opposite Quite the opposite. I wish there was a place I could go dancing with my girlfriends and there was no alcohol or innuendo or sexual stuff or like uh, drugs or anything. Just I could just go dancing. That's what I want. Yeah, it's called Jimboree. It's a great thing. <laughs> Is that something for children? <laughs> yeah, it was for children, but it's wonderful. I danced I the there until they kicked stuff. me out. And it's like, <laughs> you have to bring a child here to be able to go to Jimboree. It's like, yeah, but I just, I get to dance with Jimbo the Clown. You get to play. Yeah, whatever. That's not the, that's not the vibe I'm going for. No, I'm going I guess for not. more like, I want to dance to really fun music until I'm exhausted and sweaty, but I don't, there's nothing wrong. Like nothing, there's no sin nearby. Isn't that dancing. Zumba? Didn't you just describe Zumba? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But then, you know, you have to pay and then you have to do their moves. You can't just freestyle for two hours. I, mean, you I guess could. you could. It'd be entertaining. Hey, I don't know where you want to go today in our conversation. I have a thought, but I know you probably have a thought. <laughs> go with your thought first. So I'm watching the news last night because, you know, um, I don't know if you heard, but I'm going to be starting this new syndicated radio show January 4th. And in order to do the kind of radio that I want to do, I have to plug back in and know what's going on every single day. You know, you can't live with your head in the sand because something major could happen. And then you go on the radio the next day and you don't even talk about it, you know. So so I've been trying to set this new thing where I watch the news every night at 530. That's when the national news comes on here in Denver. And so... um. I did that last night. I sat down to watch the news, but my kids are in the room. And so I didn't really usher them out of the room, right? I just let them, one was reading and one was decorating the tree. And well, last night's news, you know, top stories were um, the shooting massacre in um, San Bernardino 
and ISIS and, um, um, what Trump said about Muslims not being allowed into the country if he was president. Um, and then, uh, shootings in Chicago. So, you know where I'm going. I mean, my yeah. eight year old, right? My eight year old is listening. So he starts asking so many questions. Like, I want to know what a Muslim is. I want to know why people are mad at them. I want to understand. I mean, so much. I just turned off the news and we talked for like an hour. Um, so I just guess I wanted to ask you. Well, I know what I want to ask you, but first, do you just want to respond to any of that before I ask you my big question? Yeah, turn off the news. Yeah, I know, man, right? I guess I can get the news off the internet when I want to and not yep. in front of my kids. Yep. Yeah. You set up. That's exactly as you were describing it. I, I was like, oh, Lisa, no. I know. Because I know. I know. television news is uh, a very, very powerful source to change mood. And, and, and you and I have friends that work in that industry. And so it's not terrible. It's just, it'll change your mood. You can be feeling like, okay, with the day and, you know, and there's a lot of things in the world, but God's going to get me through it. And you watch the TV news and then you watch the, you know, the new car commercials. And pretty soon after yeah, a while, yeah. it's like your whole mood has changed because it's that powerful. Now, when you work in the news media, is there a way to get news? Yes. I have a wonderful friend who's a news anchor in a major market. And he gets news on these little headlines to his smartphone. And then yeah, that way, it's just information. Yeah, okay. Doesn't affect And I can just mood. stick with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, then, you know, and also funny. little kids then don't have to worry about going, oh my gosh, so is it safe to go to my school because they murder people at school? So I walk this tight wire of, I, I want my children to know truth, but... But that truth was too much, even for me, because, you know, the rest of the night stunk. Um, th there was just like a, a difficult spirit in our house. It was just a negativity yeah. and there was um, there was conflict. And maybe maybe you're right. But then I have these memories of my mom and dad that they would always watch that evening news. Oh, and yeah. then there's Walter this part Cronkite. of me who just, I just want to know, right? We would watch Walter Cronkite. I remember watching Dan Rather. I remember watching all these people. And there is this thing in me that's like, man, I want to know what's going on. I want it all nice and concise and presented to me. But it was all negative. I mean, from the very beginning with the way they talked about Trump and Muslims. And, and they actually, and this is the question I had for you. This is, this is, First of all, you're right. I'm wrong. Should not have watched the news in front of my kids. Got you should watch the news. You should watch the news for you. You know, I mean, of course, in front of the kids, but it'll really affect your mood. I'm telling you, Lisa, people that work in that industry, they get it in print or they get it as text headlines. They don't sit and watch it. It'll bias your thinking. It will change your mood. It will affect you. You have yeah. to be really careful with extremely toxic negative substances. If if you're dealing with certain like, you know, swimming pool chemicals in Florida where mm -hmm. I live, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. wear gloves. You mm -hmm. wear a mask mm -hmm. because it's like that's toxic stuff. You have to have a you have to you don't just let that stuff, you know, out. That yeah. that, that that that's toxic fumes that'll mess with you. And yeah. and if we can treat certain types of hostile news stories and, and there's a harsh term, um, you know, edit alert. Um, but I've heard some people describe it as um, news porn 
because uh-huh. people can get addicted to uh-huh, all of yeah. the bad stream of bad news. And it's like, oh, did you hear? Did you hear? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And look at this news story. And look at this news story. And then story. you want to know. And you pretty soon the they, they, yeah. they want, they're spending hours of their life yeah. with all of this negativity. And then, you know, then they want to go share the negativity with somebody. It is addictive. And that's why there's so many news channels. But here my heart, my heart is I want to be plugged in because I don't want to be on the radio one day talking about not, not talking about something major that's happened. Um, but I do have the headlines that come to my phone and sometimes those can be disturbing anyway in the middle of the day, but at least I know what's going on. I do get Twitter alerts. If everybody's tweeting the exact same thing, I'll get an alert, which always helps me to know if something's trending heavily. But before I ask you my big question, I have some very dear friends. They're like some of my best friends. And whenever we would get together, if anything political came up, they would just go off in a certain direction and they would be so adamant and they get kind of negative. And one day I just talked to him about it. I was like, I don't even agree with what you're saying. And I don't even know about all this stuff. How do you even know that? And they were watching a lot of political nighttime TV. And um, I said, you know, I don't even think about these things, guys. It, it doesn't affect my life. I don't feel angry. Um, a lot of that is spin and rhetoric and they're just trying to get you to watch. They stopped watching and we had a conversation recently that they're just, they said, we're so much happier, you know, and we, we don't even really yep. know what's going on and it's just better because all of that is almost designed, like Dwight said, to addict us to come back so they get ratings, right? Right. They get ratings, they get money. The challenge is when people says, well, I need to know what's going on. And and I'm I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to say, why are you going on Jeopardy? Because if you're going on Jeopardy, you need to know what's going on. It's very true. (laughs) You could win $10,000. But if they say, well, I'm not not going on a game show. I just need to know. And I'm going to challenge them. Do you you need to know for your job? No. Do you need to know to help your kids? And if they say yes, then okay, great. If they say, well, no, it's not going to help my kids. It's not going to help my marriage. It's not going to help my health. If somebody's Mm -hmm. watching something because it helps their health, great. I mean, that's a good plan. That's a good show. Watch that. Mm-hmm. But if you can't come up with an answer to, well, why do you have to watch this? Because I need to know it's not an answer. I need to know because now right, we can right. get to an answer. You know, if you deal with, you know, you have you have boys, and when they become teenage boys, there's this thing called video games that can occupy a tremendous amount of their time. And 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 I know because you know we've gone through that, and it's like I mm-hmm. need this game. Okay, not, not I want to I want to finish the sentence. Let's make a compound sentence. I need this game because, because I want to hear, how does this game help you? How does this mm-hmm. game help me? How does this game help our family? Mm-hmm. How does this game mm-hmm. help our health? Because it seems to be costing you a lot of hours of sleep. And I'm I just know, not right? sure that's a good use of time. That's already happening in my life with my seven and eight year old. And there'll be a conflict over a flat screen that doesn't even exist in a world that's not even there. And I'll say to them, that doesn't even matter. That can be thrown away today. The relationship with your brother is forever. This, this is what matters, me, you know? So, so let's put that aside and have time together because we're not going to have conflict over people who don't even exist in a world that doesn't even exist. This is silly, but it is very consuming. I have a really wise friend, super spiritual dude, runs a radio station in the Midwest. Um, and he really hears from God. And one day he told me that he was walking down a hallway at a hospital. And he was walking down this hallway slowly and every room he passed on both sides had blaring televisions. And so he'd pass one and hear some message blaring and then he'd pass the next one message blaring all the way to the end of the hall. And when he got to the end of the hall, he said he thought he heard the voice of the Lord say to him, 
what are you going to tune into? What are you going to listen to? And he said, I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> and it yeah. was, well, it was like the Lord was telling him, there are so many loud screaming voices vying for every bit of space of our soul. And we have a choice to turn all that off and to, and to set aside our soul for him. Um, and so I, I know that. And so I'm going to figure out my boundaries on that. Okay. So last night on the news, I was watching the CBS evening news. Um, there was an audio clip that was played of a man with a Southern American accent. And he called like the Muslim American um, society for well-being. Some, some, I don't know the name of it, but it's just some place in America, right? where they try to promote well-being for Muslims in America. And this man had left a voicemail on, and they played the voicemail. Somehow they got it for the evening news and played it for all of America to hear. And the dude said, um, you're all terrorists. I hate you. I hate all of you. You're all terrorists. I would just love to throw pig blood on all of you, end quote. And so at that point, I turned off the TV <laughs> yeah. because, because my eight-year-old heard that. And he was like, why would someone say that? And so I talk about complex. How do you layer down what a Muslim is, what a radical Muslim is, what a bigot is, what an angry person is? The complexities of this issue, Dwight, is mind-boggling to me. Um, the unrest in our country blows my mind. The things that are being said, it's almost like we're stepping into a new uh, era. And it's all so different to me, Dwight. I don't even know how to navigate where I feel like America is going in this season. There are so many voices shouting in the marketplace uh, about what this country is or what the country stands for. And and people, I think, are going to have to make a decision, people of faith anyway, if they want to embrace a cultural view of their religion and about spending their time and their energy uh, on different political agendas to push forward with their religious views and their political views, or if they're going to surrender those things and say, I'm just going to be a Christ follower in the part of the world that he has placed me for this season. Too much of my life, I got caught up in watching news shows like that. That's why I don't watch them at all now. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I've been on some of those, Lisa, and when the camera is off, when the camera's on, you know, everybody's shouting their point of view. But then when the camera's off, um, we go to dinner, and nobody's shouting. Right. It's just a TV show. Right. And then America's stirred up. And everybody's stirred up, and, and yeah. that's how they make their living. And okay, yay, that's how that TV show operates. But wisdom is to say, if I'm going to be a Christ follower, then I'm going to look at the life of Christ. And I'm going to see how much time he spent yelling at the political leaders, answer none. And I'm, I'm then going to pay attention to, among the 12 disciples, were there any that spent their time, their energy, their effort that really got upset about defending a, a cultural, political agenda of a particular country ahead no. and, and a particular religion ahead? No. There, there was one. No, there was one. One out Judas? of 12. Judas. 
Yeah. He was the only one who was completely committed to being able to say, Jesus needs to spend his energy on political things. We need to break away from Rome and we need to stand up. And so there was one of the 12 who was very committed to political agenda and cultural agenda and Taking religious care of the poor. agenda. You could have- he said, you could have given that money to the poor. Why did she spend all that money, you know, on that? He got mad because of the money. Too. Well, he got mad so because of the like, money, cause, but mm-hmm. it all, the Bible also says because he was a thief and he had mm-hmm. his hand in the pot. Mm-hmm. So when I look at among the disciples, there was one, his name was Judas. I don't want to be like him. When mm-hmm. I look at the others, Jesus spent his time on changing people's hearts and lives. And, and even though he was Jesus... We don't see that he was caught up in all the events of the day. He was focused mm-hmm. on on what was happening in, in the immediate space around him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was dealing mm-hmm. with small children and, and talking to these small children. And his disciples even said, no, 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 you got to come over here. Here's the important people. He said, leave me alone. Unless you become like a little child, you can't enter into the kingdom. And people were drawn to him because he was so different. And I so desperately want that difference because me I've wasted too. so much time watching TV shows that made me mad, but all it did was make me mad. It didn't make my life better. No. It didn't make anything better. It didn't make my family better, my health better. And the worst mm-hmm. thing is I used to watch it at night right before going to bed. Right. And I then know. And you can't that, really sleep at night because you've been traumatized. But if I can learn mm-hmm. to turn those things off, if I can silence the noise and the quietness, in the quietness, God will come. He never comes when it's loud. Be still and mm-hmm. know that I am God, David wrote in Psalms mm-hmm. 4610. Mm-hmm. And one version of that says, stop striving yeah. and know that I am God. Be still. Stop striving. So this is good. So I don't think there's ever been a time in history, and maybe I'm being a little dramatic because it's our time in history, but a, a time in history where you really do need to ask yourself the question, who am I? What do I believe? Why do I believe what I believe? And what is that going to do as I walk forward in this life? Because it's going to get louder and darker. It's going to get so much louder Absolutely. and so much darker. Yeah. Absolutely. And as it gets louder and louder, this is it. I feel like we're at the beginning of the end. I mean, it's going to get louder and darker. And if you don't make the decision now to say, um, I'm a Christian, I'm a, I'm a follower of Christ Jesus, and this is what that looks like, and this is who I am, and get really rooted in that and real solid in yep. that. The days to come when people are screaming and throwing things and shooting and all kinds of craziness, you won't say, I hate that man because of his skin color or I hate that woman because of her religion. You'll be so rooted in Christ that you will love people, even your enemies. You will just have a love that comes from Christ because you're rooted in the river of God's love. But you need to do that now because in the days to come, I, I know there's that verse that says, even the elect could be deceived, you know? Yeah. It says, you know, it was so That's bad. The warning. It says in Matthew That's that, the warning. It's the warning. The warning is, Know who you are, know what you believe, and then live it. Like when Dwight says, is that good for me? Does that help me? That's the question you have to ask every day when you get up and you make your choices. Is it better for me to do this or that? If I spend an hour in the Word or an hour in prayer or 15 minutes in the Word, or do I want to spend 15 minutes watching CNN? What's going to be the best for me in in this day? Where am I going to get the most strength? Where am I going to get the most wisdom and peace and to make these choices now so that when it gets super rocky, <laughs> and, it will, and it will, and it will, 
It's going to, Dwight. It's going to. If every time we turn on some form of media, including this one, if we're able to Mm -hmm. stop and say, how does this help my journey? Then every use of media makes you stronger. Every use of media adds value to you and your family and the people you care about. If you don't ask every time you turn on some form of media, how is this helping me? Then you're going to end up wasting a lot of time. It's going to affect your mood. And now you're under the control of whatever media, and that would be social media, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Mm, uh, television, radio. That would certainly be websites, online shopping. If, If you don't have some sort of plan, media will suck up all of your time if you don't have a plan. And there's a solution. And it's not just turn off everything. It's have a plan. And ask one simple question, how is this going to help me be better, healthier, stronger? And if you can't come up with an answer, then you turn it off and you go have a good day anyway. Dwight Bain is our friend. He's a life coach. He's an executive life coach. He's a counselor. He's an author. He's a speaker. And you can reach out to him through my website, which is lifewithlisawilliams.com. Hashtag thanks for listening.